Hi again, everyone. Thanks for checking out LJN Radio. I'm Tim Muma, and welcome to Moving Up the Ladder, where today we're discussing the anatomy of a blind side, and we're looking at it from the perspective of women in the workplace. Now, with 20-plus years of sales and management experience, Bonnie Marcus has an extensive business background. It also includes being a CEO of a service master company. Now, Bonnie's joining us to talk about her own experience with the blind side and also what women need to do to get promoted and continue working their way up the ladder. Bonnie, thanks for coming on LJN Radio. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Well, it's an interesting topic to touch on, uh, the idea of a blind side, essentially. I want to get your thought, first of all. How do you describe what a blind side is? What would you tell people? I would tell people that a blind side is when you're completely taken off guard. You're very, very surprised by a set of events or circumstances. You didn't anticipate it, and you weren't prepared for it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, this is coming from personal experience for yourself. Do you want to fill the listeners in a little bit on what happened with you? Yes. Well, early in my career, I was working for a company for about eight years and was hoping for a promotion because I was a top performer and I thought I was a shoe-in for a job. And I was blindsided. I was passed over and they gave the VP job to someone else. And so at that time, I felt very angry and betrayed. I felt much like a victim because I was a top performer and Mm -hmm. I thought that that was enough to get me the job. And it wasn't until later when I was probably less emotional about it that I realized there were, you know, certainly a lot of lessons to learn and that it takes more than great performance to get ahead. Let's touch on that a little bit. Uh, The idea of office politics often comes up. Is that something that you felt you didn't really get involved with and that may have hurt you? Or how would you describe the role that office politics can play in something like that? Oh, I totally avoided it. You know, I was was just focused on my performance Mm -hmm. and believed in the myth of the meritocracy that my great performance would get me promotions. And that's not reality in the workplace. As I was doing research on this later for my book, I found that women, more than men, tend to avoid office politics. Hmm. And that puts them in a very vulnerable position. Because we don't understand the way decisions are made that impact our career. We're, We're not tapped into the key stakeholders and the power and the influence and and all the information that comes from knowing what it takes to get ahead in that environment. Was there anything in particular that noted why women tended to shy away from the politics more than men? Was there some sort of commonality that women saw or maybe didn't like about it? Oh, well, yes. Uh, For the most part, women find politics to be dirty and Mm -hmm. underhanded, and they do believe in the meritocracy. Right. They believe in this sense of fairness, and they can't see that politics can be a very positive thing. It doesn't need to be manipulative and underhanded. That politics is really nothing more than relationships. Right. And men are better at leveraging relationships than women are, and men are better at building strategic relationships that help them advance their careers. So... Women do feel very strongly. When I started speaking on the topic and doing workshops on the topic, women would come up to me afterward and tell me about their experiences of being passed over and what they thought about office politics Mm -hmm. and 
very, very emotional reaction to it, <laughs> that it wasn't fair and they don't know how to play and they don't want to play. And that's when I realized it was a very important topic that women needed to know more about. And so I wrote the book. If we get into that a little bit, as far as uh, obviously you don't give away all your secrets, that's part of the reason you have a book, but what are a couple areas that women should focus on or who should they be talking with? How should that conversation be? Are there any quick hitting tips you could offer, especially our female listeners out there? Yeah, the first thing is to understand your value proposition. And that is the unique way you do the work that benefits the business. So very often we are so focused on what other people are doing, we don't take the time to really reflect and say, what is unique about how am I contributing to this business? Mm -hmm. When you understand that, it allows you to build mutually beneficial relationships by offering to help others reach their goals, to help the business reach its goals by you know, what you bring to the table, by your contribution. And those are the very powerful relationships that will give you increased visibility and credibility across the organization. So understanding the value proposition is a very, very important way to effectively position yourself and promote yourself. The other tip I would say, and I call this tool in my book, the magnifying glass. Hmm. And this is especially important for women who focus on their work and not what's going on. Right. So when you have a magnifying glass, you've got focus and intention to figure out, to observe and figure out what's going on in your company. <laughs> you know, what are the workplace dynamics? Who has power and who has influence over decisions that impact your career? How are decisions made? What kind of behavior is rewarded and what is it? You know, what does it take? for someone to get ahead, for a woman to get ahead where you are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the book, I outline a whole bunch of things that you should look for with the magnifying glass, but it's taking, you know, making that your intention to figure out how the politics work. Another aspect that you brought up was the idea of a sponsor. What exactly is a sponsor and how can that be a big benefit for a woman looking to move up, especially within an organization? A sponsor is the most powerful person you can have in your network. They're a high-level executive who has the power and the clout to bring you up through the organization. So they recognize that you are a rock star, you're a top performer, that you have leadership potential, and they take action on your behalf. So very often I'm asked, well, what's the difference between a mentor and a sponsor? Mm -hmm. A mentor gives you advice. A sponsor can give you advice, but they also take action on your behalf. So they create visibility for you. They put you forward for high-profile projects. They really protect you and have your back so that you can take more risks in the workplace. Women who have sponsors definitely advance faster, and men who have sponsors as well. It's a very powerful relationship. In general, then, would you say that women are improving in these areas when you talk about promoting themselves a little bit, and I don't mean obviously literally promoting themselves, but as far as getting their connections out there and making sure people understand what their value is, do you think that's something that's improving in the workplace? Is it not happening well enough? I mean, how would you gauge how things have changed or have they, have they not in the last, say, 10 years? Well, you know, we're pretty stuck in terms of progress. We haven't seen a lot. We've seen more and more women opt out of the workplace. 
They see certain challenges. They come up against uh, gender bias. They tend to leave. So we're not seeing an increase in women moving up from what's called kind of the marzipan layer of middle management up to senior positions. I mean, there have been obviously some high-profile women who have, in fact, made it to the C-suite, but the progress has been very slow. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you would point to that uh, could be done on a grander scale, something maybe that's missing from allowing this to happen, or does it really have to do with the individual women taking that stand for themselves? Oh, I think it needs to be a combination. Mm -hmm. I think that organizations that are, and there are some out there that are really embracing, you know, promoting women and giving them the tools and including them in high potential programs and sponsorship programs and and teaching them leadership skills, et cetera, providing resources for them. You're going to see more progress in those organizations. But then women need to also embrace their own ambition. And know that it takes more than their hard work to get ahead. Yes, they do need to be a top performer. They also need to be savvy about what it takes to get ahead. And so it's not just just work. It's not just work. It takes a lot more than that. and, And I believe it takes understanding the environment in which you work and how to best position yourself given the reality of that environment, not what we want it to be or we wish it could be, sure. but what we actually face day to day. I guess that leads to one thing I was going to ask if what you thought the biggest mistake uh, many women make in the workplace, is it simply not understanding that this is how things work, that it can't just be you're a high performer? I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I do. Because when we were in school, if we focused on our work, we were successful. That's a good you know, point. we took on more work, we got honors. And so we thought that that same rule might apply in the workplace, but it doesn't translate to the workplace. It's different. And uh, it takes, you know, a whole different path to be successful in business. Yeah, that's a a very unique perspective. I never really thought about it that way. I've heard other comparisons to how school, even college, doesn't necessarily prepare you, but you mentioned it there. You do your work, you do well, you do fine for yourself. Uh, It doesn't always work that way in the workplace. So I think uh, a really unique perspective there. I appreciate that. We are uh, getting close to our time. I just wanted to give you the floor. Last 30 seconds to a minute or so. What would be your lasting takeaway you would want people to get from this show, especially if we are speaking to the female listeners out there? Well, I think the major takeaway is that your talent and your hard work only qualifies you for a promotion. And so you need to understand that it takes more than that to get to to move forward. And in my book, The Politics of Promotion, I outline a roadmap for how to navigate the realities of the workplace and how to position yourself so that you'll get the promotion that you deserve. Very well put, and we will close out the show on that. Bonnie, thank you very much for joining us, sharing some of your insight today. We do appreciate it. Thank you. That will do it for us here on Moving Up the Ladder. Again, we are speaking with Bonnie Marcus, talking about her own experience of being blindsided and also how women can help to promote themselves as they look to move up the ladder. If you'd like to get in touch with us about this show or any of our episodes, send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com, or you can find us on Twitter at the LJN, and be sure to check out all of our shows on iTunes. Just search LJN Radio in the iTunes store. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Yuma. We'll talk to you later.